Baller Friday. It's your boy, Nick Vitale. And with me today is James Lively. James, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, hanging out here at NKU. Just had a had a coffee, had two uh, Wendy's Go Wraps. Oh, I'm jealous. Dude, you should be. I love Wendy's. So it's like the the most clean fast food place, honestly. I really did feel that when I went there. Yeah, you 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 don't feel like your your sphincter is like just being torn. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was eating like gray matter. <laughs> yeah, the pink the pink stuff at McDonald's. Ugh. Ooh, that's gross. Um, so I got a big question for you right now. All right. Who are you? Oh my god. It's hard, isn't it? Dude. So, but luckily I've been taking a lot of business classes trying to. Sharpen my personal brand, and I think I am prepared to answer that today. Okay. All right. So I am a full-time business management student here at NKU. I am a full-time mall security guard. Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. And I am a part-time guardsman. I guard hard on the weekends. <laughs> I'm a weekend warrior. I guard hard. Guard hard, who? He, not only does he protect, he guard hard. <laughs> that could be a meme. I, just, I think I just that. ruined that meme. Dude, no, I think that should be on the Baller Friday Facebook Let's page. do it. Let's do a picture of you and just like, he guard hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love the meme today with the dam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Insane. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, these memes are, like, getting over my head. You think so? Yeah, dude, we've actually, uh... So we missed last week and we lost like ten subscribers because of that. But I was so close to hitting fifty. What? The, yeah, dude. The, the subscribers left because of the memes. No, they left because there was no episode last week. Damn. Yeah. I mean, we're called. There's students. a long story about that, and it's in a different episode where I'm like just gonna like talk about like you know the reason we didn't have an episode last week. That's why I had to take a break, and it's okay. a long story. Yeah, I have this. I, I do some freelance graphic design. Yeah. Because I used to be a graphic designer or graphic design student here, but the guy, the, my client, expects me to, to come up with new content for him right now. But I'm like, I'm literally having no free time. Yeah. Because of all between work, school, and the card. You get paid based on the content that you give them, right? Yep. So if you want to say, uh, hey, I know I did something for you in the past. Uh, you already paid me for that, and I already gave it to you. If you want me again, you're gonna have to catch me at a different time. Mm. So I think you can do that. Like I think you're good. You know what I mean? Because I, I gotta talk to him because he'd be a great reference for my resume. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be on bad terms with him for not producing content for him. That makes sense. So yeah, a lot of people don't understand. Like your references, you have to be on good terms, and they have to know that they're a reference. Yeah, you do, um, especially for like a website. Oh my god! If yeah. you have a website and at the bottom it's got like a quote from a reference that you had. You know, it's got to be, like, if somebody, like, goes up to that person and like, hey, um, do you still like this guy? And they say no, that's not good. Yep, yep. Um, I think I had a reference like that when I was a lot younger a few years ago. And, uh... <laughs> that's all my teachers. Yeah, like, uh, I thought we were cool, but every job that I put them on, I didn't get. Oh, wow. So I just stopped putting them on. And then you started getting jobs? Yep. That's hilarious. Yeah. Do you think they called him and he was like, this guy's awful? Yeah, I think that we. Yeah, I think that he acted very like he would purposely act surprised that I put him on there, and that he'd like feel like somewhat negative. Well, James, um, let's talk about this. Uh, you, you're a blue live, and I think you matter. Really? Yeah. I'm like a two point five zero. I'm a, a teal, a teal life. Teal life. <laughs> teal life. Not quite blue. Yeah, not quite blue. 
Um, light blue. Light blue lives matter. <laughs> uh, I was baby actually, blue. <laughs> I was at the Ark Encounter yesterday, or yeah, Monday, so two days ago. Yeah. Um, and they had uh, they had a security guard there that looked like an actual cop. My mom and I were like. Oh my god, like what the heck happened? Somebody's child get abducted or something and like yeah. I went up to him and I saw the Ark encounter as like his badge on the side. And like if you're not like close enough to see it, like there's yeah. no way you would know. And it was just so funny, it's like wow. They make their cop their like security guards look like real cops. Yep. It's pretty funny. It's a deterrent. <clears throat> it's uh and the main part of my job, and that's the why they love me, because I am a, a mall walker. I will walk that mall. I love mall walking. Death. It's so much fun. I love watching the mall walkers. They're, they're quite spry. There's some spry elderly gentlemen. Yeah. I, they're goals, honestly. Goals Wait, I get it. Like, you don't want to walk outside when it's cold. Heck no. I almost considered, I want to do cardio today, but I didn't want to do, like, anything that would stress me out because I ran yesterday. Oh, yeah. So I considered mall walking, and I'm like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with mall walking. And they don't, I don't want to go on my off days. They make fun of me when I go to the mall on my off days. Really? Yeah, they'll be. Oh, we got nothing to do with your life. You're just like wear a wear a, a hood and like a hat. <laughs> look like a look like a shoplifter. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Is there any uh, any stories from mall copping that from guarding the mall? I don't know. Mall copping is that the right word to use? Heck no. What is it? I don't know. Uh, mall um, security. Mall, yeah, mall, mall security. keeping the mall safe. Yeah. Tell tell me some stories about like times that you stepped up in a big big way. And, like, you know, I respect you. You're on the service. You know, I respect you. I don't think so. Um, so tell me some stories about some, like, some heroic moments that you've had. So this is what I've been... So I have a couple, actually. Okay. Um, we have this thing where truckers, uh, truck drivers are not allowed to stay at the night at our space. Technically, they're trespassing if it's past midnight and they're there. Okay. So I, I don't know why I do it. I think it's like to it's like I think it's a project I'm doing with myself to toughen myself up. <laughs> I will I will get up, I will drive up in my little mall cop vehicle and I will tell them they cannot stay at night. I'll wake them up and have them leave. Really? Yep. Why don't they just go to Walmart down the street? I tell I mean I give them I give them suggestions. Yeah. But it takes a lot of guts walking up I to bet. a truck driver Meth waking waking the poor guy up. In fact, I have a story. There was a uh it was a full moon okay. one night, and I was, uh, you know, I'd already had a trucker leave, and so there was this one truck that was purple, and it was just the end. It didn't have a, didn't have a, a trailer, and it was getting late. I had to ask her, has ask the truck to leave. I saw there was, it's a purple truck with a dragon on it, and some, like, uh, clovers and a rainbow. Oh, that's cool. It was a cool, it looked like a party truck. It looked like it was, like, a carny truck. Oh, yeah. But I had this, uh... I went up, I saw there was an older woman in there, but I, I gave her a minute, came back a little later to ask her to leave, and nobody's in the, in the cab. I think she's in the back, so I walk up, knock on the window, then I see these yellow eyes staring at me. I see, find out there's a black cat in there, and... Uh, Do you think it was a daemon? <laughs> somewhat. I think all... Uh, do you think all cats are demons? I think black or white cats have, like, spiritual properties. Do you think so? To them? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. I think uh, they have uh, the ability to... That's scary, though. Yeah. You're about to wake up a trucker and just a black cat's there. Yeah. Like... I was getting a, a Wiccan vibe from her, which is, for some reason, inspires confidence in me. Whenever I'm about to deal with somebody 
who's Wiccan or a, kind of in one of those neighboring. Yeah, you're like, I know this stuff. Yeah, like uh, my brother is a, is a big spiritualist, sort of inspired by Wicca. Yeah. And he always was. Like his soul is in a sense. Like I grew up with him. We'd, we'd do little like uh, Wicca type stuff as a kid. We didn't even know what that was. But he was just such like a, one of those type of people that it was just something important. Yeah, and nature is just embedded in him. Yeah, and so I really feel like I was my my best friend growing up. My brother was sort of a witch in a sense. So whenever dealing with Wiccans, I got a quick question: uh, witch or wizard for men? Is it still just a witch? Oh, I'd say uh, I've known. I actually knew a guardsman who was a, a witch, and he so were, it is still a witch for yeah, men. Yeah, okay. he referred to himself as a witch. Um, warlock is the preferred term. Oh, warlock. That's what it is. Okay. But I like to refer to men and women as witches because I, I, it just yeah. makes sense to me. I don't. Yeah. You don't have to be a woman to be a witch. You don't yeah, I mean, it's still based on the motherly nature of the earth, so yeah, I guess it's still witch. Yeah, and I, whenever I know people who uh, I see as witches or spiritually good to people, they do have like a... They get along really well with animals. They're yeah. really like... They are kind of victims in a sense. They have kind of a victim mentality. Like they're so they're so like they're almost like passive forces of nature. Hmm. They're like kind of they kind of embody nature, and they're not so much not like potent like male forces. They're not they're they're more of the upside down triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're definitely they they're really kind of a force of nature's passive feminine side. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'd say a lot of like less spiritually gifted people are more the the right side up triangle. Yeah. I, um. How'd you get into the occult? So, I was young. I really, and this is kind of where the information age comes in. Yeah. Uh, I was young. I was looking for answers. And a little thing called YouTube. <laughs> uh, what was one. your first one? Was it spirit science? It actually wasn't. But I got into spirit science about two or three months later. Oh, really? Yeah. So spirit science on, was fun. Really. Yeah, I remember, I remember we watched some videos together. Those are good. Yeah, they're 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 really cool. And so, spirit science—if you don't know about it—it it introduces you to pretty much all of the ideas behind New Age, um, good or bad, true or false. Right. It, it lays it down for you, and it it's in, it's an informational thing, and they don't intend you for you to believe. It's all entertainment. Of it. Yeah, it's entertainment and it's education. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not. You know, they will never say anything's true. Yeah, they always tell you at the beginning that like whether it's true or not, like it's just a video, dude. Yeah, this is a video. It's what's believed. Um, but I think that's a good distinction to make. That spirit science doesn't necessarily. It, it's uh, a proponent of the call, which I would say uh, of the occult, which I would say would be um, um, the new age occult. Yes, it's uh, heavily the New Age. Yeah, which I think most people, including myself, uh, started out with the New Age occult and then sort of branched off into, like, the ancient occult. And uh, let me distinct. Occult it comes from the word oculus, and uh, it means to be hidden from one's eye. So anything that is hidden knowledge or things that aren't necessarily open to the public is the occult. Okay. So that needs to be said. So that's, that... uh that covers anything from secret societies yes. to, yeah, I guess anything involving that. Anything that isn't known. Okay. Secrets. Even if you do know it, it's still, like, not widely known, I would say. Okay. Hidden from the public eye. So would you say that uh, new YouTube, New Age, would be would that be considered the occult these days? It's That's so the thing. Public? That's so weird about it, is that they're flipping what occult is. I guess it's the Illuminated now. Yeah, the Illuminati. Yep. 
the Illuminated ones? M- maybe the Illuminati is any mainstream spirituality. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I see. I, n- I never looked into the Illuminati enough. I never, uh, never really paid too much attention to that aspect of it. Illuminati. Well, I just want to say this, and then we'll get yeah. into it. Uh, Illuminati is actually just a, a name that was given to. I think it was French or German. It was a, a secret group that started out, and they I were. I believe it was yeah German. German. Yeah, they were just the Illuminated ones, and now we use Illuminati to mean any secret organization. The Illuminati does not exist anymore. They, I believe they, their, their heyday was the 1830s. Yes, they do not <laughs> exist anymore. There's no way. Yep. Um, Maybe the Rothschilds family and things like that, they could exist, but that's not the Illuminati. Yeah, the Rothschild, the... Who are the other ones? Uh, Rockefellers. Rockefellers, the Carnegies, those were the three big ones. Yeah, and those were mainly the the people of the late 1800s yeah. that really shaped the modern era for technology and industry. But, um... Okay, so you, we know where you started the occult was with the New Age. How did that turn into... Um, a fascination I think when you get into it and you do a few rituals and you try it out and you start to meditate yeah I think meditation is the biggest aspect I was I my older brother actually kind of led me into it because he really went deep into it and uh, it wasn't really good for him but what I I took a different approach I really I've always been fascinated by the idea of meditation so I really went into it learning mindfulness meditation and stuff like that and eventually got into lucid dreaming pretty heavily Oh, that's interesting. It was, it was fascinating. I've had fascinating experiences lucid dreaming, but it did turn negative at one point. So uh, that's another question I had. When did it go bad? I'd say once... I think once you get into it and you learn things, that's when you're supposed to move on with your life. But I think when you stall there... Okay. And you don't... Once you learn what needs to be done, you're supposed to get out there and make stuff happen. When, if you decide just to stay there and just continue not to make things happen right. and continue I, not to live a healthy life for someone your age, that's when it'll turn on you. Because it's trying to tell you, all right, you're done. You, can't, you shouldn't be going to Narnia right now. You're too old. Yeah, the eye of Ray slash Raw. Um, and basically what that does, of course, is the right eye. So there's a difference between the left eye and the right eye. Yep. The left eye corresponds to the heart, which pumps out more and more and more. So, mm-hmm. like, this hunger for more knowledge to me was, like, the heart. It was like, oh, I just want more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge. So I got the tattoo of the right eye, which is the liver, and the liver is a filter, which says, hey, maybe you shouldn't just be seeking more and more and more knowledge. Maybe you should be thinking about, like, whether you want that knowledge or whether knowing that would make it any better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, not only learn, but, like, put the knowledge into use. Yes. It's is like, it practical? If it's not, why are you learning it? And that's, I think, that's where it leads into one of our topics was... The practicality. Where does the yes. practicality lie? In what is the practicality they call? I think. I think uh, the law of attraction is practical. I think it's practical, but so my theory right now, I'm uh, somewhat of a, a, somewhat of a spiritualist, sort of a theistic, neo. Uh, I like to say neo romantic, neo uh, neo spiritualist, neo naturalist. Yeah, um, but uh, I'd say I take. I, I had a. Evangelical Christian upbringing. Yeah, me too. And uh, I think the part of my journey into the cult was me running from that. And, but I think mm-hmm. I've been, I've embraced it. You know, once I've I kind of got out of the occult a little bit, or got out of my I was never in the occult, but I was heavily into researching it. And then I got out of it and decided to kind of pursue more theism, more 
somewhat of a Christian, of somewhat of a Christian nature. Right. And, you know, so my, right now my regimen is more of prayer and reading the Bible. I, Proverbs is my book. I, always, I love that book. It's yeah. great. Psalms is mine. Yeah, Psalms, we talk about this all the time. Yeah, Psalms is, that's a beautiful book. It's really great for emotional support. And I think that Proverbs is great for instructional sort of. Yeah, Proverbs. Yeah, from Proverbs, you know, that's the provisional knowledge. Yeah, and I really disagree with very little that I read in Proverbs. Yeah. So, um, so prayer and you know reading, I think are the biggest spiritual boosts in my life, and I think that's where the law of attraction comes in. I think right. the way prayer works is the law of attraction. I don't necessarily believe in a big you know superpower being, and you know I, I don't I don't knock people who do. I sort of believe in the higher self, but I don't want to I don't want to simplify it to myself. Right. I believe in something greater than myself that is guiding my life. So I think prayer is how I use the law of attraction mostly. And I don't necessarily say, oh, I'm trying to attract this in my life. I, I more just pray, try to pray for it. So it's practical in the sense that you use these things that you learned in order to uh, guide your life from now. Yeah. I, I think it's practical. My foundational understanding of uh, Christianity and theism, not saying I'm a born-again Christian, but my right. understanding kind of stems from my in- investigation of Eastern religions and where spirituality lies. I think those. you and I are very similar in the way that we are religious and not spiritual. Yeah, I love the I love the structural aspect of religion. Yeah, but, but I, I don't. I've the, never felt it. Well, maybe I have, but I'm not saying I haven't felt it. But I think we've all felt it to a degree. But how yeah. could you not being raised in it? In right. It? How do you know those feelings are real or not? The religious part and the the like the the uh, the goodness that comes with uh, raising it. I mean if. I think raising a child in a Christian home is a good thing, and I think having a relationship so. that is a Christian relationship is also a good thing. Um, but like, where where do you where do you um, where do you draw the line? Exactly, and I would not. I would by no means use my family as a, a reference for where it went wrong. I right. think the older I get, the more I agree with how my parents raised me. Because I see people that weren't raised in a Christian home, yep. and uh, God, I had a good. Yeah, for real. Even some who, and I see those who were raised in a, a strongly evangelical home where I was just like, God, yeah. I had it good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I had it pretty good. Um, but the real thing I want to talk about, I, I dealt with the occult on a different side than you. Um, I know you got sort of into like this Aleister Crowley sort of... Uh, I did get into Crowleyism. Uh, teach me about that. For so uh, Aleister Crowley, if you don't know, you, I'm sure you've heard the, the uh, what's that, the band that Ozzy Osbourne was in? Uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. That song, Mr. Crowley? Yep. Mr. Crowley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's a great song. But so I think uh, it wasn't so much I was a huge, like, that I was really attracted to the figure, that I had a friend who really was, and I okay. really admired him. And um, I think I know who you're talking about. You yeah, won't say names you've, met, you've met him, yeah. And uh, we really got into it, and we really really explored spirituality together and we really taught bounced a lot of ideas off of each other and I, I really looked up to him and kind of uh, tried to learn from him a lot even though he did, he didn't see himself as a teacher or anything but I, I really looked up to him but um he was really into it and you know I, I really kind of joined in with him because I, I was into spirituality and the occult and uh, he was kind of on the other end and I kind of jumped in with him on that and that's where I learned a lot about more of the negative stuff. And eventually we realized, you know, that it was too negative. Like, there was a lot, too much negativity there. Yeah. And we both kind of went off 
back to sort of back to our roots. Back to reality. Yeah, back to reality and into more of a Judeo-Christian mindset. He went super Christian though. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Apparently, I haven't seen him in a while. But that's what I heard. Me either. I've not seen him since. But yeah, uh, similar story with me. But he's doing great apparently, so that's good. Uh, my sort of so uh, I just want to like sort of talk about this. Uh, I, I, I the new age thing as well, but I never got into the dark occult. Ever. So so that's where it that's where it was got a little bit scary. Yeah. And it, we were really into Aleister Crowley, like his t- Crowleyism, and I think that you know. A uh, little background story on Alistair. He was a. Uh, he was kind of trained by like the mystery school, the like Golden Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was Yates, actually. Really. The guy that I a tribe. It was big and yeah, so yeah, it was big and uh, is he br- British? He's Irish. Irish. Okay, so it was big in the UK, big in the British Isles. Right. And that was like the main stream. Well, not mainstream, but like the main occult focus there. I think it was based on Kabbalah, but I'm not entirely sure. I would say every piece of the occult is based on the Kabbalah. Yeah. Uh, so, I can't find one that isn't. Really? So far. God. That's awesome. But... God, there's a... Uh, apparently it was written by Abraham, and if it was, then, uh... God, he knows what he's talking about. Lord. He must have been a genius. Sorry. Continue. Oh, you're good. Um... So, yeah, then he did, he did his thing with them, really got into, uh... really got into their stuff, but then he was, he was very heretical... Very, uh, very much of a wild card. They didn't want to deal with him anymore. Yeah. So he went off into Scotland and uh, stayed in a cottage for like a year, trying to get in touch with his guardian angel, and which turned out to be Lucifer. <laughs> I believe so, <laughs> very much so. And then like he woke up one day, said screw this, uh, went out, part started partying. Didn't he go to America, right? At one point in his later years, I believe. Or in his mid-years. I actually, I'm not quite clear on when he did. But I know that uh, when he got into partying heavy, he went down to Italy and created, like, a commune. Like, yeah. a, like a demonic heavy commune. Yeah. Where, like, they would, like, uh, paint, like, these these sex demons on the walls and they'd, like, engage in all sorts of uh, very yeah, disgusting was, sexual practices. In, in Italy, there's a... I don't remember the name of the goddess, but it's still, like, sort of different places that worship that way today where they just have huge orgies and go crazy. That sounds like, uh... That's what Crowley sort of revamped in Italy. That's, I think that's what that was. I think that maybe he, maybe that was something that was already there and he found it and he latched onto it. Yeah. And so, but he would, I'd say Alistair Crowley was not a good guy. Um, he had his, uh, he had a son and a, a wife who had a kid or like a, maybe a mistress who had a kid or a wife. He left them in India to starve. Yeah. And he, one time he was on a hiking trip in the mountains and like an avalanche happened and like injured and endangered some other people. And instead of saving them, he just hung out in his tent. Yeah. Said, Screw this. I don't care. So he was, I think the fruits of his, uh, beliefs were very negative And I think that they had a very negative effect on him and he had a very negative effect on the world. Yeah. That's so odd. Um, so I didn't know any of this actually. My, uh, my sort of, History with the call dealt heavily with W. B. Yeats from Ireland, and mm-hmm. it was very much pagan uh, involved. It had nothing to do with sort of the devil or much Judeo Christian at all. It was pretty much all done with like Irish mythology, such as fairies and and demons, really and things like that. So, hearing about Aleister Crowley and all that stuff, I was not 
You know, every time... Uh, so I'm going to say this. I, I experimented with psychedelics. It's been over a year now, so it's past the statute of limitations. I'm mm-hmm. allowed to talk about it. So I, did, I, I experimented with mag- magic mushrooms, and everything that I saw was mostly... Uh, I, the way I like to describe it is, like, sort of um, visuals from, like, uh, let's say... Um, Gulliver's Travels kind of thing. Really? Where, like, you felt like you were a tiny person in this giant world. Uh. Um... And there were, like, I, I would, like, see visuals of, like, tiny fairies and, you know, um, sort of, like, the world, the Earth mother uh, sort of ideal is what I was attributed to. it. I would never say it was Wiccan uh, in any way, but uh, definitely a recall back to paganism I felt very heavily. And I actually had a chance to visit Ireland recently really? um, where I saw all of the places that WBAs lived, and it, like, it just made so much sense. You know, really? it just makes so much sense living out there. It's like, of course you believe all that. Of course, how could you say fairies aren't real? If, really? you, if you've been out there and you've seen the places that he lived and the places that he hung out, like, fairies were real there. Really? They have to be there. Really? It's oh, beautiful. man. I got... I want to visit Europe at some point. Yeah. And visit all these places. Yeah, you got to go all at once, though, because it's cheaper then. Yeah. I want to be... I want to kind of, like, cheaply navigate through Europe. I'm down to go. Really? Yeah. If two people go together, it's cheaper. Really, man. Let's do uh, summer that I'm out of the guard. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. Road trip. Um, But, so, I would say that what I dove into is white magic. Okay. And you guys dove into dark magic or black magic. I would say that we we idolize these these dark magic figures, but we never never intended anything negative on anybody. Right. And it's not like we practiced it together. We more of had our past in it, and we love to talk about it and explore these ideas. So, what would you say the difference between dark magic and, and light magic is? I'd say dark magic is trying to inflict negative things mm-hmm. on others. White magic is trying to bless and encourage others. Healing. Heal others. Right. And uh, gray magic, I'd say, the little one I want to throw in there is trying to empower the self. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with empowering yourself. It's as not. long as you're not hurting anybody else. Exactly, but then it can get, you can, it can get into the ego. Yes. Heavily. It can empower your own ego, and that's where empowering the self can get negative. Because what can I, you know, I think you judge the, you know, to quote, quote Christ, you can judge a tree by its fruit. Right. And I think that you can tell if someone's, someone's practices are helping them if they're having a positive impact on the world because of it. Right. Yeah. It's not what goes in a man that follows him, it's what comes out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but speaking of like sort of, um, empowering yourself I know that you're a big proponent of uh, of uh, working out and eating healthy and yep. so I don't really know much about that but I'm really interested in it and I'm sure a lot of my viewers would like to learn a little bit more about being healthy so sort of dive into that with me so we can talk about working out all day but I think the most important topic that's not discussed enough is healthy eating yeah I think that's you know 80% of your physique is going to be from what you eat you know Maybe maybe even 90. And I think that um, the best course of action, people talk about counting calories and, and um, intermittent fasting. But I would oh, yeah. not, I wouldn't I, that's, go. That's literally... I actually... That's how I lost my weight was like intermittent fasting. Really? Um, and that is... Uh, that's how you turn into anorexic. Yes. That's what I was going to say about counting calories and intermittent fasting. Very... Uh, very... Uh, they work extremely well, but they do promote bad mental health. Yes. Um, you know, counting calories, you become a robot. You know, you become obsessed with it. And then when you try to stop, you gain weight. Um, but I'm saying if you have an, ex- if you have an extreme weight problem, 
that's un, that's like hurting your yeah, health. Yeah, you got to. You might have to take the lesser of two evils. Yeah, because you don't know when to stop eating. Exactly. If you know when to stop eating, you don't have the self control to stop eating. That's a different story. Exactly. Like if you need to lose weight now, I say those are good. But if you want to lose weight over time and to have a healthy lifestyle, and to just be the healthiest person you can be, you've got to focus on eating whole. You know, whole foods. Um, you know, me and me and Nick Vitale took a. Uh, a health class together. It was a healthy eating class. I think it was called nutrition. nutrition. Yeah, yeah, nutrition class here at NKU. And I think that's what really changed the game for me Yeah, was understanding how these foods really work on the body. So I say the most important part is having accurate knowledge of how food affects you. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. And I, I also think like there's this inherent thing within humans where we just know. I think you we do. Really, no, that's, that's I think you have so to train true. your body back into like knowing that, hey, maybe I shouldn't be putting this into my body. Exactly. You know if it's healthy. You know if you should be eating that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what, I have, what I try to avoid in my diet is, and Nick will attest that I, have, I struggle with this one, sugar. Yes, you do. Uh, I do struggle. I, I mean, struggle with caffeine, dude. It's cool. Yeah, same. No judgment same. here. So, I, uh, the two things I avoid are sugar and animal fats and if you want to know where animal fats is come that from, trans fat or mainly saturated fat saturated fat that's the one you should stay away from right uh trans fats worse okay trans fats the fake one right yeah trans well yeah trans fats the artificial it's horrible for you Terrible. um but uh i just i don't focus so much on that because they are it's, there's not as much trans fats as your food as you, and you think but um oh yeah yeah but but satur- animal fats and trans fats they exist in like, fried food you want to avoid fried food, burgers, uh, just fatty meats, uh, anything fried. I avoid yeah. those, like French fries. Um, I try to avoid excessive sugars, like pastries. I avoid white bread. I always go yeah. for whole wheat. So really, the m- biggest thing, you know, avoid too much sugar, avoid too much animal fat, and avoid uh, white flour, yeah. basically. Those are the biggest things for, like, toning up that physique. And, you know, I hate to say it, you know... Uh, don't eat the chips. Don't eat the chips, and alcohol is the most fattening. Yes. One of the most fattening things you can have. Alcohol is, is not good for you. Uh, well, it's not necessarily bad for you. Wine's not bad for you. Exactly. And I, <laughs> Just I don't, a, don't drink the beer. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she was saying, like, well, she was saying she was at the gym the other day. I'm like, that's awesome. She's like, but then I went out drinking. I'm like, well, that's kind of the opposite of the gym. She's like, well, uh, red wine is actually, is, they say, is as good for you as a workout. And I looked at her, and I'm like, that's you weren't experience. drinking red wine, were you? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> well, that's another thing. Like, even uh, okay, so if you just drink straight whiskey, you're great. But <laughs> True. you're not going to get that much fattening uh, carbs, right? And, and and like tequila too. Like, just if you do like the salt, tequila, and then the lime, you're probably good. Yeah. If you like drink a margarita, which is like three-fourths sugar oh. like if have you ever seen the uh where they have the sugar how much sugar is in it like in a separate bag and you can like visually see how much is in there dude it's crazy it is thick it's disgusting it's thick stuff dude if you can have a margarita get the slushy kind like it's I, a lot more water yeah it is a lot more water i i actually like have like i'll i rarely drink soda that's good, me too. And then once I learned how much was in there in our, in our nutrition class and I drank a soda, I, like, I couldn't even finish the whole thing. I was like, this is insane. So yeah. you know what I did? This is a healthy switch that I... If you have a problem with drinking soda, anybody on this podcast, if you have a problem with drinking soda, switch to either SodaStream 
Uh, I'm prone of soda stream. I don't have one because I don't really care that much. But if that's one way to get you to stop drinking soda, then do it. If you or, love it, if it's something you want in your life, get the soda stream. Or the way I like to say, drink carbonated water. Yep. And or just like get some carbonated water, get some ginger or some cucumber or whatever flavor you like. Strawberry is like a strong flavor too. Just dump it in there yep. and drink it, and now you got yourself a carbonated flavor. Yeah, and I'd get yourself off that sugar. Me and Nick, you were big proponents of carbonated water. We drink it a lot. I drink it like every like a three or four bottles a week. That's actually how I stopped smoking cigarettes too. Yep, it's the it's the uh, hits the back of your throat like a cigarette. Yeah, it's or a soda, nice. like a pop. If you want that fizz, if you love that that fizz. <clears throat> That's where you get it. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. James, thanks so much for coming out. Not a problem, man. Um, I'm sure I'll have you on later in the future as well. Of course. Uh, but you can find us at the Baller Friday on uh, Twitter. You can find us at Baller underscore Friday on Instagram. And you can find us on uh, Facebook.com slash Baller Friday. We're going to be here on iTunes and anywhere else you can find podcasts except for Spotify because you have to pay for that. Screw them. Um, we will be there every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you so much, and I hope to see you next week. And don't forget, fight your dad.